Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're back in the lab again. I'm Mark Williams. Peace forward. And we are here today to talk about women really embracing their brilliance. Brilliance. Oh, my yes. goodness. Their brilliance. We have a phenomenal guest here with us today, yes. Miss Amanda Ramsey who is a life coach. She's an entrepreneur. She has many other things she has her hands in, and she's going to share with us today what it means to embrace yes. your, come on, help me. Brilliance. Brilliance. That's right. There it is. <laughs> Embracing your brilliance. Yes. This is this is a powerful conversation because we often here on, on the Worth Enhancement Lab talk about embracing your intrinsic value yes. and intrinsic worth. But today we're going to talk about that brilliance because sometimes I believe you can embrace who you are when it comes to your worth, but not go after the biggest and the best you you can be. Oh, so today cool. we're going to get a chance to talk to Miss Amanda Ramsey. Come on, Amanda, what's going on? What's up, y'all? How y'all doing today? Excited. <laughs> Kim, yes. are you? This is big. <laughs> this is big stuff because right now we have an opportunity to not only encourage people to get past what they're going through or even just start that healing process. Yes. But again, what do you do after you're healed? Oh, come on. Mm. What do you do after you healed? Well, Amanda, tell us a little bit about what your hands are in right now, what you're doing. What am I not doing? <laughs> <laughs> what do you don't do? <laughs> well, I am a, I'm a coach. I'm a speaker and an entrepreneur. I have this amazing community called She Stories where it's a place where women can share their healing stories. And we also do give back to our community by providing period products for homeless women and girls. Wow. So powerful. we do wow. some things. That's powerful. powerful. That's yes. powerful. So tell us a little bit about your story. In order to become who you are now today. Hmm. The whole person, the, the person that is constantly healing and seeing healing in others. What did you have to get through to get here? Wow. Well, you know, I, I grew up in an amazing family. You know, we go way back like. Yeah, we do. High school. Right. <laughs> like Cadillac and cul-de-sacs. Yes. <laughs> we go Indeed. way back. Um, but yeah, you know, I grew up in a great family, but I found myself in my early 20s in a domestic violent relationship. Wow. And uh, abusive relationship with someone that was a minister. Oh, my. He was a minister. Yes. Wow. And a part of my church as well. Yes. Oh, my. Yes. Um, So that journey right there, I think, was the big shift in my entire life. It, it, It really encompasses who I am today. My experiences that I went through in abuse and rediscovering who I was, God used my pain for purpose. Oh, come on. Okay. I I I yeah. can feel that. Mm-hmm, I can mm-hmm, feel that mm-hmm. because after you go through something, oh yeah, it, it makes it easier for you to share with somebody that's going through something similar. Mm-hmm. But it my question, okay, so my question would be, okay, what is it like to grow up in church? Because I know you, mm-hmm. <laughs> father was a phenomenal preacher. Oh my gosh, well known. Yeah. Uh, Reverend Sam Jarrigan used to talk about him. Reverend uh, Edward Dillon going mm-hmm. on beautiful Lord. He's talking about that. So you were in an awesome church, a family that was loving, an mm-hmm. environment that was safe, mm-hmm. and you end up in a relationship with a minister in a domestic violence situation. What's going on? Well, that's the key thing, right? With a minister. I was seeking after someone that was like my father. Oh, my. 
right? Oh yes, my. of course. So because of me growing up in a very sheltered two-parent home, I didn't have a lot of life experiences. And my parents, they had been together for when my dad passed away and then my mom too, 50-something years. Oh. So they knew nothing about that life, right? right? They knew nothing <laughs> about that life. Right. So, you know, I chose... And I didn't ask God. And I always say this. I didn't ask God because I didn't have a mature relationship with God at that time. Oh, wow. But I chose because he reminded me of my father. Okay. He had a lot of attributes of my dad. Okay. Mm. So that's right. why I chose him. Okay. Because mm-hmm. dad was a preacher. And mm-hmm. then, so there's another preacher here in the yeah. circle. Preacher, like, okay. musician, amazing Gifted. guy, could speak the word. Oh, my. A oh theologian knew oh the word. My. I mean, just could tear it up, but had his own life experiences that, you know, caused him to deal with his own personal demons. Mm-hmm. Right. Use wow. That. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that led to you. You're in this marriage. Uh, there's a child involved. You, you guys end up having a baby. We had a baby before we had the marriage, but yes. Okay. Well, <laughs> keep wow. It we keep it 100. <laughs> oh, my. So. This relationship, but then you end up, of course, married. And then you, after the marriage and the baby's one years old, what happened? Well, you know, I saw some red flags that I didn't know what were red flags. Okay. You know, I'm like, he has some issues and some challenges. I'm going to pray this situation through because God can change anybody. Wow. And I just need to hold steadfast because I can pray him through this. Oh, that's that's. Very common in church. Yes, it is. Because that's what we're taught. <laughs> right. Keep it 100. That is what we are taught. Right. Um, so I found myself, uh, I, I found out, you know, that he was stepping out in our marriage and being with somebody else. Oh, no. Yeah. And I decided to move. So okay. I moved. Got my own place. He didn't know because he wasn't there anyway. I got my own place and he found out. And that particular day um, when he came because he found out that I moved, he held me hostage in my apartment. Yeah. So he shows up to your apartment mm-hmm. and holds you hostage because... He's mad because I left. You took my daughter and you didn't tell me. Mm-hmm. You wasted my entire life by being with you. Why no, did no. you waste my life? Wait, his life was wasted? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. his life was wasted because I decided that I wanted, didn't want to be with him anymore. Mm. Yeah. Ministers think differently, mm-hmm. and being being a minister myself, I recognize that when you're when you're in a relationship, one one thing that you some one things that some ministers do mm-hmm. is they like to keep face. Mm-hmm. So even though our relationship is really not the best, yeah, and I'm acting like a complete jerk when nobody's looking, mm-hmm. when everybody is looking, I need them to think everything's fine. Oh my! Of course. And if if in fact my wife leaves me, Mm -hmm. then it points to the fact that there's something wrong Mm -hmm. with me. Yeah. And, you know, (laughs) I I understand now, you know, in my older age and maturity that, you know, he had his own things that he was dealing with. Right. And I could not be his savior. Jesus is his savior. Come on. I cannot be his savior, but I do realize that he loved me the best way that he knew how. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. And that was it. And, you know, Make a long story short, you know, we did go through a forgiveness process. I forgave him. Oh, that's mm-hmm. good. I forgave him. Like, right. we were able to still have some communication with each other. Mm-hmm. Right. So where do you get, you've been doing this for how long? 
All of my life. <laughs> Uh, officially, probably for the last, I don't know, about eight years or so, um, my journey started out with me working at a residential treatment facility for boys. Okay. Where I ran the spiritual care program. And that was kind of like the beginning of God shifting me in that area to provide life guidance for people. Okay. Yeah. So for the last eight years. And then, so at what point do you get comfortable telling? Because you're, I, I feel like you're comfortable right now. Where do you get comfortable telling your story? You know, I had to come to realize that I had to own my story. Come on. Right. I didn't own you it. You have to own your story. Yes. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I, I didn't even think I was a victim of domestic violence until oh. I had an organization come to one of my storytelling nights uh-huh. and said, verbal abuse is domestic violence. I was like blown away. Oh, wow. And then I was like, I am a victim of domestic violence. What did that do to you? Blew me away because I couldn't identify it. Because we think when people go through abuse, they have bruises, right? Broken come on, bones. Come on, talk teeth. about it. Come on. But I didn't have any physical bruises or wounds. Yes. Right. So I'm like, that ain't me. But eternally. But it was me. Right. Oh, my. Right. It was me. And, and, and the funny thing about it is, or not funny, but the, the ironic thing about it is, a lot of times, because there's no physical abuse. Mm-hmm. We keep going, but we're bleeding. Mm-hmm. Wow. We, we keep going, but we're broken. It, it, it's, and the funny thing, thing is, is, it's easier for women. Mm-hmm. Because you guys will be in pain. Be having a heart attack and act like you're not. We, mm-hmm. you, we talked you, about you know? that. <laughs> so the, th- the thing is, is it's easier for you to just keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing. But the reality is you're bleeding the whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for somebody to say, okay, Amanda, guess what? Even though you didn't get any broken arms and you know, you're not bruised up or anything, you don't have a permanent scar, something's going on in there. Right. Because emotional abuse and mental abuse mm-hmm. and financial abuse mm-hmm. is abuse. It's abuse. Mm-hmm. It is abuse. And, uh, you know, talking about bleeding, every Sunday I would go to church. And this was around when my daughter was one. And even before my I left him, I was going to church every Sunday playing the piano, directing the choir. Nobody ever knew. Right. Pouring into people. Mm-hmm. Every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Spending time with my family and nobody ever knew nothing. Silently frustrated. Mm-hmm. Wow. Couldn't tell, though, because I was embarrassed. How can I come from a two-parent family home, a pastor, a great mom and dad, and be in this type of relationship? What is wrong with you? So we, and isn't, it, isn't it very common for women to blame themselves for what happens to mm-hmm. them? And so there's this shame involved. Oh, shame, for real. A lot of shame. So we don't tell. So when did your family find out? When he died. And what was their response when you finally spoke? How come you didn't tell us? Because I didn't tell my dad. My my dad died in 2010. And he died um, when my daughter was 13. So after my dad had died, then I told my mom and my sisters. And they were like, how come you never said anything? Wow. I was like, I feel like I couldn't say anything. Oh, my. I didn't want him to go to jail. I didn't want my brothers and my dad to beat him up or go to jail. Right. Right. So I kept it to myself. Right. Right. And I, I think that's a very common response mm-hmm. In, mm-hmm. in in abusive relationships is they think my family will do something very horrible and I don't want right. them to pay for what he's doing. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. And the crazy thing I was telling sis earlier today, I was like, you know, it's wild that I'm sitting up here protecting him, but not protecting the, my own safety. Come uh-huh. on. Come on. Right. And going that's, through. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. And then they live their just normal lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, turn over and sleep well at night. Mm-hmm. And you, 
here you are in turmoil. Mm-hmm. So that's a very uh, dark season. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was dark. What mm-hmm. season are you in now? Come on, scoot up just a little bit. Let me go ahead and talk to the people out there. <laughs> I, you know, after that situation happened, I took a break from okay. dating and being in a relationship because I needed to heal. Okay, okay, and, and that's powerful. I needed to heal. I healed my relationship with him. I didn't blame him. I understood where he was at and where he couldn't, where he came from. Yes. In the same way he loved my daughter, you know, I understood. Right. I got it. But I needed to take a moment for Amanda, for Amanda to heal and figure out who Amanda was. Come on. And go on a new journey of discovering what my purpose was in life. Come on. And even though I was still a musician and doing all those things, God started, I saw, saw him shift some things in my life. Oh, yes. And I'm like, okay, God, this is what you're doing to me. And it what began, is that shifting like? Slow down. Listen, my daddy was like, it's time for you to start speaking. I was like, nah, man, I'm right here good at the piano. Yes. <laughs> He's like, no, God put a word in you. Right. And I was like, nah, pops. But I did. And when I did that, uh, that was like the shift that happened, I think, for me. And when I listen to you explain it, nobody can really understand that's listening that you have been playing since you were a child. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like, you know, you started playing as an adult and did the choir and everything. No, you were a childhood musician. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. And so for God to say, okay, that's enough of that and start shifting. What are you doing, man? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's not my job yeah. I'm here to right. play and sing not speak oh right. come on right because it wasn't it wasn't just at your dad's church other churches were trying to get you and mm-hmm. you, you'd be at other concerts and other situations mm-hmm. playing so mm-hmm. it was a part of who you were and now God is saying okay now I got something different for every you. part of my being mm. you already know that <laughs> they always say Amanda Ramsey they were like oh yeah she sings oh she, she can sing right now she can speak and that was a hard transition because when God calls you to, he elevates you to a different space, a different, you know, position. Right. It's hard for people to accept that. Right. Oh, oh come no. on. Well, to be honest, in, in our circles, mm-hmm. some of us still have difficulties with women speakers anyway. Oh, The truth be told. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Right. So for you to speak, wait a minute, that's not you. You yeah. supposed to be a Get on behind that piano. Hey, right. what are you doing talking about you going to speak? Girl, sit down. <laughs> Go sing something. Put me in the key E flat. No. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. So what experience, I mean, having to have all these experience, uh, PK kid, um, domestic violence, woman and wife, a mother, um, entrepreneur, mm-hmm. what advice would you give someone like looking in the mirror, what would you tell that person? Like I'm stuck. I am. Um, I'm trying to get out. I'm trying to um, change lanes. You know, I've been in my own trauma. I've been in my own abuse. What advice mm-hmm. would you give us to say? Hmm. Well, for a woman that is, uh, or a man mm-hmm. that is in a domestic violence uh, relationship, definitely seek support. Um, one of the organizations that I work with that I happen to be on the board with is House of Ruth in Pomona. Okay. Um, and seek support, get help. But if you are stuck and you've removed yourself from that situation or any situation and you find that you are stuck, mm-hmm. it's time for you to take a moment to go on a deeper journey to see why you are stuck. Oh my, come on. You need to identify what is the root of that? Yeah. Why am I stuck? 
Yeah. Is it because something that happened to me in the past that's keeping me stuck from oh, moving come forward? Oh, come on, come on, come on. Uh-huh. Is it something that happened recently that's keeping me stuck and I cannot move forward? But it's a journey that a lot of people don't want to go on right. mm-hmm. because they don't want to dig up the past. Because when you dig up the past, it's going to bring a lot of hurt. Yes. Right. Right. A lot of triggers. Yes. Right. A lot of memories. Right. But in order for you to move forward in God, you got to go through the past. There's no, no way. That's good. Right. Can't go to the future if you don't go through your past. You have to. That's powerful. right. Because a lot of the times, if stepping over stuff, mm-hmm. that's the stuff that pulls you back. And yeah. it's going to come up. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to lie dormant. But trust right. and believe oh, there's God. going to be something that's going to come up in your life. And I, it's called soul care, right? Uh-huh. Okay. Your soul is programmed for your, your past experiences, your unhealed pain. So if your soul is programmed, anything that is... Familiar resembles oh, come a trigger is gonna come, come, on, up, come, on, come up and on. it's gonna right. send you back. That yeah. could be a song, that could be somebody that's trying to love you, but you blocking love, it's gonna come back. Oh, that's right. good, Amanda. Right. That is powerful. That's powerful. Now you mentioned earlier, and I'm gonna take you down a rubber trail now. You you mentioned earlier that you fell back. You said I did date, I wasn't trying to see anybody, I just started working on me. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, it seems like as soon as someone gets out of like a really traumatic experience, they're like on the rebound, like tough, you know, (laughs) and so they get into another relationship Mm -hmm. and then experience the same thing or something very similar. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about why it's important to fall back and do you for a minute. Man, it's important for you to heal. And I can't stop saying that over and over and (laughs) over again. That's good. Whenever you go through a relationship or breakup, Pause, heal yourself, mm-hmm. and figure out, well, what didn't go right? Did I play a role in this not working out? Mm-hmm. Right. Did this person play a role in not working out? And then <laughs> learn from that, and then you can move forward. But I think sometimes we just want to get in it, you know, especially with women. You know how it is. Yeah. We want companionship. It's lonely out here in the streets, Pastor. <laughs> I know you married and all that good stuff. <laughs> But sometimes it's hard. Right. And we want to be in relationships and we accept a lot of mess. Uh, do yeah. what? We accept a lot of mess. <laughs> to keep the relationship. Right. Or just to have somebody. At just what to, cost though? The cost of your own. Yeah. Your own pain. Your <laughs> own eternal. Yeah. yeah. It's sad. Yeah. But it's true. Right. 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 So so what what's the result? Because I hear you say healing. Okay, but what other ways? You you mentioned House of Ruth and some other maybe resources. Mm-hmm. What other things do we need to tap into in terms of that healing? Seek Jesus, number one. <laughs> seek the Lord, and the Lord made therapists. So go seek one of those. Yeah. Don't Lord be afraid to not go. Okay. <laughs> I like that. Jesus created doctors. He gave them the brain, the mind. Mm-hmm. Go see a therapist. A lot right. of times as believers, you know, oh, you know, Jesus can fix it. Yeah, he can fix it. Mm. But then Jesus has also tapped in some people that are therapists that can help you to go deeper, to dig in, to unroot that stuff that's been holding you back. That's good. So for somebody that might be running from therapy, stop. Yeah, stop and go. (laughs) (laughs) Go to therapy. And if you are, you know, scared or you're alone and and you find somebody that, if you go to church, that's in your, your support circle that loves you, that loves God, that can hold space for you where you can be honest and make that appointment. Call. They got texting nowadays. Yeah. Do something. Yes. Because yeah. you you know you're not meant to be where you're at right now. If you're stuck, it's time for you to get unstuck. But the Come only on. way that can happen is if you make the step. 
I can't do it. She can't do it. Your daddy, your mama, pastor can't do it. But you got to do it. That's good. What, what do you stuck. want? That's good. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe that anyone that's listening right now that is stuck, they they should take heed to what you're saying and slow down and recognize the value that is in them. Who they are mm-hmm. is uh-huh. so valuable mm-hmm. and so powerful that they're worth Yes. You know, stepping over that anxiety about it. Come on. They're worth stepping over the the cliche or the stigma that's attached to it. Yes. To get it. Yeah. Right. You can never reach where God wants you to be if you are not going to allow yourself to go through the healing process. Let Mm -hmm. Jesus heal you. Come on. That's good. So Mm -hmm. being an entrepreneur and um, you said your main earlier, you said your main message is to empower brilliance. Mm -hmm. Come on. Man, tap tap into that. (laughs) Whatever God has naturally gifted you to have and skill to be, you already know. (laughs) God wants you to use that gift and share it with the world. He wants you to use that gift and share it with the world. Whatever, like I say, that makes you dope, because I love hip hop. Whatever makes you dope, yes, do that and trust and believe. If you will do what God has called you to do, that makes you dope. Or makes you brilliant, watch God move. Watch him put you in front of great men. Watch wow. your gift make room for you. Come, Come on. on. That's it. But you got to share it with the world, though. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like a woman shouldn't be brilliant over in her own corner by herself. No. <laughs> we don't know you're brilliant. <laughs> you sitting up here hiding all your brilliance. And that right. could be holding you back from reaching a level financially of Come where on. you should be. Come wow. on. Because number one, maybe you're unhealed and you don't know your worth. Uh-huh. And then you struggle with that. So you can't really get to your brilliance because you don't know your worth. That's Come powerful. On. That's real. Know your worth. No, that's Come real. on. Come that on, so sisters. Real. Come on. <laughs> know your worth. Man. That's amazing. Oh. Here's the thing. With the you had mentioned in the beginning of your life, Coach, and mm-hmm. uh the She story and a couple other things that you're doing right now. Can we tap into that just a little bit more? Tell, t- tell us what She Stories is all about. Sure. She Stories is a storytelling night and wellness community for women. And because of what I went through, I've always wanted to provide a space for women to be able to be heard, to be validated. And what we do is we have a storytelling night where we have several women share their stories. Uh-huh. And we have a therapist that's always there. To guide us through providing tools and resources to every woman that is in that space. Okay, Amanda. Um, When and where? (laughs) (laughs) We do it in Claremont, and we just recently launched a chapter. So we have one in Inglewood now. Awesome. Wow. One in Phoenix and got one in Orange County coming up in like a few months. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, So where can we find you so we can meet up and be a part of She Story? SheStories.co. That's our website. You can find all our other links there. And it's just an amazing community. I just always so surprised. Like, man, God, you gave that to me. Like, how amazing is it? And it's all from me experiencing testimony service as a kid. Wow. (laughs) Come on. The place that I hated to be every first Sunday. Church <laughs> and give it back to the world. Huh? And it's crazy. Like, you know, it's not a faith-based organization, but God is all intertwined mm. in oh, storytelling. He just does the healing and people don't even know. But that is what he has given me to help women to heal. I love and that. I just love it. I I'm love blessed that. to be able That's to do awesome. it. That's awesome. Yeah. Right. And so, but this She Stories became a part of Amanda mm-hmm. embracing 
her brilliance, mm-hmm. her her ability to influence, mm-hmm. affect, uplift, mm-hmm. and bless others. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. What well, you had to overcome a lot, clearly. So we have women that are stagnated, are in trauma, coming out of trauma, fear. I was telling you about my fear before we started. Um, give us, give let's give us three ways that we can try to push past mm-hmm. where we're stagnated at, where fear is holding us. Come on. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if one or two, but give us some sure. ways that we could just start to fight again. Okay. Well, first, you have to identify your fear. Okay. Why are you afraid? Okay. And then number two, if it's something business related or whatever it may be, then you need to create an action plan. Come Ah. on. Action plan. You need an action plan. And then you need to have somebody that's going to be holding you accountable. Oh, come on. I love that. (laughs) Because you'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do it. Never do it. Right. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> accountability partners your nudge coach like yes. hey i'm just nudging you like did you get it done <laughs> right um and, and and those three components right there you know finding out what the fear is come on identifying healing from it having accountability and an action plan and that's a great start to get you on your journey from being unstuck awesome mm-hmm. awesome it's powerful well, this is awesome and we can't wait to get back Again, get you to sit down with us again. Yes. Because yeah. um, I'm sure some of our listeners right now is going to like tap into that life coaching. Well, we have to. <laughs> we have to. Type into it. So where we're at right now is our, our hope is that a sister is hearing. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but she'll tap into those resources that you shared mm-hmm. and that she'll start now. Yes. Desiring to embrace her brilliance. Come on. Brace our billions. So, till next time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Hit Amanda up. Hit yes. Amanda up. Amen. And by all means, let's just shoot for greater. Yeah. Shoot for greater. If you feel stuck, talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. Reach out. Make that phone call. Reach out. And so that someone else can be there beside you. Because you matter. Yes. You're worth more than you can imagine. Mm-hmm. There's greatness in you. Yes. And there's brilliance in front of you. So, Amanda, give us your Facebook, your Instagram. We're going to sure. stalk you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's Amanda Ramsey. Everything's across the board the same. Facebook and Instagram. And then the website is AmandaRamsey.com. So, follow me. Yes. Connect with me. Hey, I'm here to be your purpose pusher. Powerful. Go. Come on. Indeed. Go. Like, share. Amen. By all means, tell somebody. Till next time. Yes. We'll see you at the Worth Enhancement Lab.